Welcome to episode 030, Rage, Resentment and Releasing It. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Before we begin, just an invitation to local mamas here in Sydney. Please come along to my final Women's Circle on November the 30th here at Coogee Beach. It is a chance to reflect and review on your 2019 and to get clear on 2020 and the new decade ahead. We will also bring in some beautiful practices, meditation, journaling, gratitude circle, EFT and so much more. I cannot wait to hold space for you in this way. Please visit my Instagram account, Claire O Wellness, and follow the link there for tickets. Or you can check out the show notes from today's episode and you can get your hands on the early bird price tickets for the next couple of days. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I'm going to start by apologizing for being off the air for the last couple of weeks. It has been a pretty full-on time in parenting land, which I'm going to get to in a second. But what I wanted to say is I really appreciate that I live in a world and I work in a way that allows me to say, no, not today. I don't have the energy or the capacity to put out into the world in whatever shape or form that is. So I feel really blessed that I've had that ability and that I've created that for myself. And as I'm saying all of this, I'm actually lying in bed with my laptop and my cup of tea still in my pyjamas at 8.30 on a Sunday morning. So yeah, (laughs) glamorous life. So let's dive in. We're talking rage, resentment and releasing it. As mothers, especially... But for all of us, we have moments in our life where we feel overwhelmed by the emotions of rage and resentment. I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't think I was fully in touch with those two emotions prior to having children. And what I mean by that is I'm certain that I've experienced rage and resentment. I can see in my life in the past moments where it wanted to come up, but I never really had the context or the situation to facilitate that rage and resentment to come up and out of me. So yeah, motherhood is a beautiful experience. We are blessed to have these children in our lives and we're so lucky and it is a privilege. But it also pushes us to the edge frequently, the edge of ourselves so that we can face our shadow and our ugliness and to face our normal raw human emotions and our ego And to work with that. And I want to talk to you today about rage and resentment. And I'm going to tell it to you as a story, as I always do. Because this has been something that's come up for me recently and has been front and center for me in my own journey. So as I mentioned earlier, it's been a wild couple of weeks, maybe more like three to four weeks in our family 
We had sickness after sickness. And in the end, the whole family, except me, got sick. Really, it was really full on and it was really intense with a really yucky virus for two full weeks. My husband, Raphael and Celine. I am so insanely grateful that I was spared. A miracle, absolutely a miracle that I didn't get sick and I was able to care for my family because they really needed round-the-clock full-time care. But this is where the rage and the resentment comes up. So as you can imagine, we are all in the trenches. I've got a super sick family and I am the full-time carer. I am lucky enough that I get to call the shots in my life and in my work and I can press pause on whatever I need to and be fully present with my family. And for the most part, I was fully present with my family. I was in and accepting and willing and loving the carer role that I was stepping into and that I was required to be in. I was tapping into compassion and I was able to be the nurturer that comes so easily to us women for my family. But that's just one side of it, right? So let me show the other side. Not only was I the full-time carer, and tapping into compassion, and being the nurturer, and showing up for them in every way that they needed, I was also incredibly run down, sleep deprived, depleted, exhausted. So I reached my own ugly end point to all of that. And those feelings of resentment and then rage came up a lot. And it was really uncomfortable because I had to witness and see myself behaving and sometimes reacting and commenting and generally sitting in those feelings in a way that I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be feeling resentful and engrossed with rage while I was supposed to be caring for my family who was so sick and who were in so much pain. But I was. And there's a lot to explore in that. So I'm sharing this as a way for me to process it, but also as a way for us as a collective, as a tribe of women and mothers, to be able to dismantle the judgment that we have around all the feelings that we feel through motherhood that aren't the perfect, rosy, happy, privileged, honoured, love-my-life stuff, right? There's that stigma that we're supposed to always feel so happy and privileged and joyful about being a mother, especially for those women out there who unfortunately weren't able to become mothers. We're not allowed to feel rage or resentment. We're not allowed to have those ugly moments. We're not allowed to be human. And that really pisses me off because uh, the last time I checked, I'm pretty sure I'm still a human being. Yes, a soul and a spirit and connected to the divine unified field and to source energy but I'm here having a human existence and so are you what I can do is reflect on grow through process transmute all the things that come up for me through motherhood use them as the stepping stones towards another level of consciousness and so that's what I'm sharing with you today so let me tell you about some of that resentment Those familiar martyr stories kicked in again. At the very beginning of this podcast series, I think it's episode 
four or five, I share about the martyr and the victim stories. So resentment came up through those stories for me again. Here I am feeling all of those martyr feels. Look at all I'm doing for you. I'm here and I'm caring for you. I'm sacrificing myself and my time and my sanity and my sleep and all of my needs and I'm doing it all for you because that's what I do. I'm a good, strong mother. I'm resilient. I love you. It's my job. I'm here for you. And on it goes, right? There's only so much of that that you can do before you start to feel those waves and those bubbles of resentment coming through, especially if you're not able to care for yourself or you're not able to take time out to breathe, to witness those triggers with before they come pouring out of you. Now, I'm not saying that those are the words that I was saying to my family. I wasn't. But those are the stories and the feelings and the thoughts that were running through me on and off throughout this three to four week period. Now, blend all of that with the stories of victimhood. What about me? Who's going to look after me? What if I get sick? Are you going to go back to work and leave me here with all these kids? Who is going to help me through this? I need help too. I'm so alone in all of this. Poor me. So yeah, resentment, here it comes. Let me just be smacked in the face a few times with that feeling and then let me smack you in the face with that feeling too. Let me take you down with me as I go down into my ego emotions. So how does it show up? Why does it show up? Oh, the why is a big question. But how? It kind of leaks out of me to begin with. Little jabs of angry, little jabs of resentful comments and raised voices, disconnecting or disassociating for a moment, shutting down and then lashing out. Saying it all like this, it sounds really horrible, like I was some sort of devilish, psychotic woman walking around raging amongst my sick family. No, it wasn't like that. It was that passive-aggressive kind of way. And it didn't start immediately. It started maybe two or three weeks into the whole process. But it was there. And it was mostly within me. And because it was mostly within me and mostly contained within me, this is why it had to leak out every now and then. It's like if you fill a bottle and you put a lid on it and somehow you keep siphoning, not siphoning, you keep pouring more water into that bottle. Maybe there's a little crack or a hole somewhere. It's not going to stay full, is it? It's going to find a way to leak out excess, leak out excess water that it doesn't need in there and it can't contain in there. So it leaks out and it leaks out because it can't fit and that's what happens when we have these feelings stuck inside us we suppress it we suppress it we suppress it be the good wife be the good mama do your job put your needs aside swinging into victim swinging into martyr where's it going to go it has to leak out and this resentment fed into anger there were moments of actual rage in my body Mostly this rage was felt to the God and goddess, to the divine, to my angels and guides, to what I don't know, but something else higher than me that apparently should be controlling my life in a better way. This rage mostly spilled out onto something 
that I was perceiving to be external to me and that had the answers. And this is a pattern that I do slip into when I'm in a really bad place. The higher self in me knows that there is nothing external to me that's controlling my life, that I put power in something external and then I disempower myself, that I am responsible for my life, my experiences, my emotions, my feelings, how I've moved through all of these challenges, how I process it all, that it all starts and stops with me. I know that. I feel that. I live that. But in these moments where I'm stripped back to my bare self, back to my inner child self even, my wounded self, back to this broken human being who is just sitting in ego and in fight or flight and is unable to scramble her way out of that, that's when this stuff comes up. That's when the rage is felt. And to give you a bit of a context here, I had a Facebook Live to jump on a few nights ago and I was trying to get Raphael to sleep. And of course, of course he could feel my energy. Of course he could feel that I had something to go and do and I was really focused on that and my energy wasn't fully with him as I was trying to get him to sleep. So of course, he didn't sleep well and he wasn't resting and he wasn't settling. And I remember coming out of the bedroom and saying to my husband, you have to take over. I don't have time left to do this. And I knew what I needed to do. And I went into the bathroom before I had my shower and I raged. I raged at the world, at my guides, at my angels, at God, at whoever the heck could possibly be there in that space with me. And I sobbed and I cried and I did that ugly cry where it's just, you know, really definitely something that has to be done in private and then just like that it stopped and I wiped my eyes and I had my shower and I felt completely different and this brings me to talking about the release I was talking to my mentor last night and a friend who has supported me so much over the last two years and we were talking about what happens when we hold on to rage and resentment? When it's within us and suppressed in us and we don't actually release it. I've already mentioned one of the first things that happens is it leaks out. But then this perspective came through and it's that the rage leaks out of us and then what happens after? Can you, can you just try and tune in here? You've just raged at maybe your child or your husband or you've said something snappy and resentful, what then happens is guilt. You're flooded with guilt. You're flooded with shame and self-judgment and guilt. I can't believe I just snapped at my son. I can't believe I just yelled at my 18-month-old little boy. He doesn't deserve to be yelled at. I can't believe I just snapped at my daughter. I can't believe I just told my husband off. Guilt. Now, this is the perspective shift that I've just had. When we are in rage and resentment and then soon following that guilt, self-judgment, we're in a very selfish, self-focused state. We are completely self-referencing here. We are not able to connect with the world around us. We are not able to connect with the people in our environment and the people that we love. 
we are in a state of selfishness. It's all about you in that moment. So for me, I could feel the rage and the resentment are all my feelings, my problems, what I'm experiencing, me, me, me. Then I swing into guilt, which is on the surface seems like it's about the person that you're feeling guilty about. Oh, I'm sorry that I was so angry to my son. But actually, that guilt turns the energy back on yourself again because it's you feeling something that you've done and judging yourself for what you did. Now, there's another layer to this. What then happens is we close ourselves off from others. Energetically, my son can't reach me after that. He's felt my anger directed at him. He then feels this thing happen at me, which is guilt. And then he feels me shut off and disassociate. I've turned inward and not in a beautiful self-reflective way. I've disassociated. I've shut down and away. It's a coping mechanism. And he can't reach me energetically and emotionally. My daughter can't reach me in that moment. My husband can't reach me in that moment. And if I'm to look at my actual physical posture, my body and my behavior, I can see I do close off. I do turn away and I do protect. It's all too much. The rage and the resentment that I've just experienced and then leaked out onto my family and then the guilt that's washed over me is all too much. I'm so in my own story and my own stuff. I have to turn away. So I've taken it all to another level, which is now my family can't connect with me. This is not permanent, obviously. This is in the moment. But this rage and this resentment and then leading to all the other stuff has shut me off from my family, shut me off from love and connection. And the sad thing is I wouldn't be surprised if my children and my husband are thinking, I did something wrong. She's mad at me. I'm to blame. She doesn't love me right now. I can't reach her. Where has she gone? What do I do? So this is the question for us. What do we do about that rage and that resentment? How do we work with that? And I, I posed this question to my mentor. I said, I'm not really sure... I know how to be with, process and release rage without it being an external experience where I leak it out and dump it on other people. And she said, no, you don't. None of us do. We're not taught how to do that safely. And this is something I've been working on for a while now and I want to share this with you. It, it is about how do we feel into those emotions, it's a felt sense in the body, and this is what somatic practices are about, without actually doing anything with those emotions as in externally landing them in somebody else's heart, mind, experience, body. We don't have to put the emotion somewhere on someone and leak it out and pour it out in order for it to be felt. We can, though, feel it in our body, invite it to be there, channel it, 
and release it in a safer way. So this is what I've been doing and this is a suggestion for you and something passed on to me from my mentor. Learn how to tune into the felt sense of resentment and rage and anger, even frustration and guilt. When it's starting to move through your body, when it's starting to build, this will take practice. It might be after the fact and you notice, oh, wow, that just leaked out of me, but I actually felt it brewing beforehand. And over time, you're going to get better at this. And I promise it will happen much quicker than you realize. And as you start to notice it building, honor yourself and therefore the rest of your family by taking a moment and literally taking yourself into a private space for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, a minute, and raging. And it doesn't have to be loud and you don't have to scream and you don't have to yell, but feel it in your body. Go to the point in your body where you feel it. Is it jammed up in the back of your neck? Is it tingling out through your fingers? Is it churning in your gut? Feel it. Breathe it. (sighs) Shake a little. Maybe take a pillow with you wherever you've gone and punch it. Maybe mutter things under your breath like, I'm so fucking over this. I'm so exhausted by their neediness and their demands and their constant requests from me. I'm so over this. What about me? Say what you're thinking. Say what you're feeling. Let it out and then let it pass and let it move. And as my mentor said to me, and as I can attest to from my own experience now. When you do this and you hold space for yourself to tune into the felt sense of rage and resentment, you will come back feeling more present, more grounded, more reconnected and lighter. You will be able to go back to your child and still whatever it is that you have been trying to manage with your child or whatever boundary you've been holding or whatever direction or lesson or whatever it is that you've been trying to do in that moment, you will still be able to do that. Move through the discipline that you need to move through. Hold the boundary. Get the message through. But you will do it from a much more present, loving, connected space than this rage spewing out of you which spirals you into guilt and then shuts you off and disconnects you. This is a form of regulating your nervous system because when I'm holding back rage and then it leaks out, that takes a lot of energy in my nervous system and it swings me straight into sympathetic mode. It takes me straight into that high alert fight or flight, or even freeze mode, and I'm not functioning at my best. I'm not thinking or feeling clearly. I'm not standing in my truth, and I'm not feeling aligned and connected and grounded in what I'm doing. When I go away for five minutes, 
so no, no, actually it's not even five minutes, for 50 seconds and I let that rage just pulsate through me for a moment and I tune in somatically to the felt sense of those emotions, I come back out and I've managed to discharge that nervous energy. I've managed to discharge that fight or flight response and I've communicated to my nervous system that it's able to start to quieten back down into parasympathetic mode and it can move into whatever I have to manage here with my child or my family from a much more present, grounded, loving, stable, connected space. My breathing changes. I react, I stop reacting and I actually respond. And I had this moment just today, just this morning. Raphael was pulling at my leg and tugging at me and following around me around the house and clinging and crying and wanting more milk, wanting to be on the breast. And I'm feeling lately that I need to set a clearer boundary with that. And I could feel this frustration kicking in and this, ah, just stop. Can't you see that I don't want you to do this right now? Can't you see that I don't want you to do this right now to me? It was all about me, right? And I noticed it straight away. And I said, Rafi, give mama a moment. And I ran straight to the bathroom. I said, I've got to pee. And I closed the door. And I just took like a few loud, deep breaths and just went, oh, I'm so annoyed. And I clenched my jaw and I shook my fist a little bit. And I just ah, felt it. I felt that rage and that frustration coming through. And then I took a few slower more grounded, connected breaths. And I flushed the toilet and I washed my hands and I came out and I got straight down onto my knees and I looked at him and I held him and I said, I'm here, honey. I'm here for you. And I see that you want mama right now. And I will be with you in a moment. Climb onto the couch and I will be with you in a moment. And he didn't necessarily instantly stop, but he looked at the couch and he looked at me and then he kind of gave a little bit of a cry and a whinge and then he potted off and sat down with his truck. And it was a completely different experience to what I felt was about to happen, which was to crack it and to just go, no, no, I'm not giving you what you want. Stop demanding it from me. Back off. And moving into my childish wounded self so rage resentment and how to release it to me at the moment it's a daily somatic practice and it's a deliberate daily somatic practice and it's a minute of my day and it's a simple thing that I'm throwing into my quote-unquote routine every day I do meditation every day I do some breathing Every day I do a little bit of movement and I do my pelvic floor and my hyperpressive workout, which takes five minutes. And every day I do my rage practice. I rage safely in my container without causing harm. And it is allowing me to not free fall into those emotions and then the following guilt unconsciously egotistically and it allows me to take ownership for my ego 
and my stories and my wounding. But what it also really does, and I want to share this with you, which is something my mentor also gave me some insight into, is it liberates the tissues in your body. So it's not just about releasing the anger in that moment. It's about conducting the rage in a positive direction to liberate the tissues in your body from storing that rage and resentment long term. Now, if I, if I was to take you back for a moment to what I said before about when I go into rage and resentment, the following feeling always is guilt and self-judgment. If I'm to do that repeatedly over and over and over and over, suppress this rage, leak it out, crack it a little, not too much, keep it suppressed and then move into guilt and frustration and self-judgment, all that toxic poisonous energy is in me, stored in my tissues. And then if I was to remind you that I said that then disconnects me and disassociates me from my family. They can't reach me heart to heart. They can't connect with me and I can't connect with them. Long term, I'm embedding that into my body. I'm creating a permanent frozen state, a disconnected state. Long term, that unreleased resentment and rage, which then leads to guilt that all turns me into myself, inward into a selfish state and disconnects me from my family who are unable to reach me long term that lives and stores in my body. It freezes into me and that becomes slowly, as we talk about in somatic training, <clears throat> it slowly moves from being your personality to being who you actually are always embedded into your DNA, into your genetic coding, into the body, into how you hold yourself and how you show up in the world. That feeds into so much. But if we are to allow ourselves to conduct that rage and that resentment in a positive and powerful way and direct it in a way that releases it safely... We're inviting our tissues to feel safe, to be open, to remain connected to the world around us, for our body to remain open to love and to connecting with others. And then our personality and who we are is able to remain open and connected. I hope that's landing for your making sense. But the core idea here is this is not just about releasing the rage in the moment. It's about the accumulative effect I'm not even sure if I said that word right then. Accumulative, I can't say it today. Effect of those feelings in our tissues, in our body. And how that then affects the rest of our being and doing in the world. So I invite you to embrace a daily anger practice. I know that sounds so unspiritual, right? You mean be with my rage, feel my rage, put it out there, experience it. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. The felt sense of rage and resentment and frustration and guilt and sadness and hurt and all of it, whatever is your predominant way of being at the moment or predominant way of feeling, I should sense. 
Go to that felt sense in your body. Allow it to come through your tissues and up and out. And let it go. (sighs) Like really let it go. And then you're better able to be with your family, with your world, with your people, whatever it is. And perhaps long term you'll be less prone to worrying about having our angry moments or even having them in the first place as you start to release the resentment and the rage and anger. So that's my invitation to you. A daily anger practice. And I'll be doing it alongside you, of course. So keen to hear what you think about this. So please shoot me your comments on Insta. Tag me as you share this with your peeps. Head over to iTunes and lovingly leave me a five-star review if you loved this episode. And definitely go back to the first couple of episodes of One Woke Mama and listen to the episodes on the victim and the martyr stories and also even the ones about our children triggering our wounds and shadows. You'll find that that all helps and supports here. As always, such an honour to connect with you, to be with you in this space, to share with you my journey of awakening as I move layer by layer towards consciousness and layer by layer back towards ego and forward again. As you know, it's always a dance. So I can't wait to tune in again next week and share with you another beautiful slice of this journey. And until then, here's my little reminder for you. I am just one mama on the path to work and I hope you choose to wake up with me too. Love and light to you, beautiful mama.